0: Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk policy at all. I just want to have a... I, I just want to, like, explain it. <laughs> That's a good intro piece. I just uh, want to explain
1: it. I just want, to, just want to explain it. Hey, it's the Engineering Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. Welcome back to another hang in the the, the Curiosity curiosity cave, curiosity cave, the cave of curiosities. I don't know. We said something ridiculous. The last time we talked about this, the laboratory, uh, special thanks as always to our backers on Patreon who, uh, throw us as little as a buck an episode to help keep this stuff going, We're working on other projects that will pop up in the feed or have popped up in the feed already. I don't know when this is going to come out. Um, and uh, we're able to do that stuff because of the help we get over there. Whoop, whoop. If you want to join in, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot zengineeringpodcast.com. Uh you get the episodes early, you can hang on our Slack workspace and while we talk about all this stuff.
0: Uh yeah, thank you, patrons. You are why we do this. Uh and seriously, all the support we get from our friends and family that are in there, and just in general who listen to the show. Uh, Man, we're still trucking, and I can't believe it. And it ain't easy. So thanks for participating. It ain't
1: easy putting up with us? Uh, It Definitely isn't easy putting up with us. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, rate and review on iTunes. Hit that like button or whatever it looks like in whatever app you're using. Okay. So what do we... This week... I feel like at this point this week there's no way they haven't noticed the title which we came up with before we even we're forcing uh, we're pre-forcing a title on the episode. Uh yes. <laughs> and so what they've seen at this point I trust is the thing that said climate change part 1. What the fuck is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a pretty good title.
1: <laughs> so We have for a long time tried to put... We we have had uh, climate change on our list of something to talk about that's a relevant topic, literally since this project started. And we have continued to put it off. Uh, One, I'm not sure why. I wanted to make sure that I really believed the things I said. And I've reached the point where
0: I'm emotionally attached and I'll say a lot of things I don't mean and later want to change them. But I'll bring passion, don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so you'll
1: believe okay. me I'll correct it later so, in conversation so the thing to me with climate change is I think we've hit a saturation point where everyone knows about it I
0: think like most scientific concepts it's pretty dense so people probably don't put a lot of thought into what it is but I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone who hasn't heard of global warming or climate change or or the oceans rising, or the or the the idea that the oceans might rise, or that the temperature might be increasing. Uh, people people have heard of all these things, and recycling and Earth Day. These are they're pretty broadly uh, disseminated as 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 like a scientific movement, as a uh, different political movement or socioeconomic movement. It's, they're big things, right? These, this isn't one thing. This isn't like. The chemical in now genes that caused everyone to stop using a particular type of
1: plastic bottle, right? This is a big thing. But you have to think about what that bar means, which is like what... It, so, I feel like that's going to manifest in, in the little places where I'm like, I just thought about climate change and I'm not sure why. Like it's raining in LA. Which is not that weird this time of year, I don't think. But I'm definitely out there going like, "Huh, I wonder if this is supposed to be happening now." Should have, should have remembered your bags at the grocery store. Um, <laughs> is that, is that relevant? Yes, that's the question. Totally, <laughs> is that a relevant um, part of this? But so, if it seems to me like the very first thing you need is, what is it? What is it before you can even right? Well, I
0: mean, I think when even when I start to have a conversation about climate change and the environment and global warming and stuff. Even just there, I said the environment, right? I think a lot of things come into play that they've all been conflated into like saving the planet, which is a part of the global warming or climate change conversation. But there are a lot of pieces there that are kind of relevant and related, but aren't exactly climate change, right? You've got like animals going extinct, right? Save the rhinos save the whales, save the dolphins and stuff. Good. These are great conversations, but that's kind of like an ancillary thing that's going on. Then you've got recycling, like recycle aluminum cans. Don't use disposable plastic bags. Don't throw your trash in the ocean. That is also Also part of this. Don't throw your trash (laughs) in the ocean. That contributes. That's part of this, but also it's kind of ancillary. It's hard to target any particular piece of this that is like the thing because it's so grand. And so I'm hoping that we can kind of distill down here.
1: And well, it's the same as t- trying to talk about the universe, right? Like there's this problem of scale where you just can't get your head around it. That's what this is. And the thing with science that this field of science is it, it's the current culmination of the field of science that has existed the longest. Like, literally, before science was an idea, they called it natural philosophies, and it was just people talking about how they thought the world worked based on this, what would become the scientific method, right? Um, I like where you're going here. And it was just talking about the world around them, and it got more and more and more and more refined, and now we've been doing it for thousands of years Trying to nail down the patterns of that system around us, that it it takes on a weird form now, where we can start to say these things that are, you know, when the culmination of scientists, when the when the that's not the word I'm looking for, the <clears throat> when the uh... consensus of this particular scientific community says a thing, they're right. I just, it's not, I can't, there's no, it's in that big data space where it's like, no, they've run so many, so, so many numbers have been run on this one that looking at any individual study to talk about what's happening, which is what most headlines do. Thing. I liked
0: I liked how you went back to the natural sciences. I don't want to totally steal the elephants storyline, but I think that's an important place to go a little bit here. Well, what's interesting here is that uh, I, I really like where you just went with this. This tends to be where you take us with our episodes. I like let's go back to the cave, the early caveman times. Um, but you're you're on an interesting path with it, right? Because you're looking at climate science is kind of it's i mean all science is us trying to understand what's going on right it's it's the pursuit of understanding it's not the pursuit of truth i don't like it when it's described that way we've talked about that before it's the pursuit of better understanding it's the pursuit of uh more uh a little more accuracy in the things that we believe right better uh stronger beliefs and in this particular case, this is it's Earth science. You hear that a lot, right? It's it's our planet. It's the study of how does our planet work, uh, how does the atmosphere work, how do the oceans work, what's going on, uh, and then it's even a little bigger. It's how does our solar system work? How does the Earth and the Sun system work? And what's interesting here with climate change is that it is a wild, con- uh, it's it's a wild. Connection. Confluence, confluence. It's a wild confluence of all of these different sciences coming together to try to understand what's going on. Right? I mean, you have to, you can't really get climate change without looking at things like evolution, for instance, which seems maybe unrelated to people. But you need to then look at, uh, like plate tectonics. You need to understand how the crust of the planet is forming and changing to make these connections, and then you have to look at the history of our planet and our solar system for billions of years to get to really understand the picture and start to see these cycles and these effects of what we've distilled down today to something relatively simple. I mean, you can look at what's going on with the planet and you can capture how climate change is happening in modern times in a fairly simplistic way but it's built on the whole history of understanding of what the fuck is going on (laughs) and you can't escape it. And you can kind of make this argument about anything. You can make this argument about cell phones. For instance, you have to understand like how to go mine all these crazy materials and kind of where they came from, but you don't really have to understand that, uh, how chemicals are cycling through the earth's crust over a billion years to understand your cell phone you do to kind of appreciate what's going on with climate change and why it's so clear that humanity uh is is affecting it right you can't make that connection without digging a little deeper and understanding what is what is normally going on what goes on without us what has been going on for millions of years and how is it different now it,
1: this the problem is that so the 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 difficulty, I would say, problems, not fair, is it's hard for people to get their head around that scale of 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 problem. You're literally like you're talking about something. It's all science is time based because it's this ongoing progression of trying to understand whatever problem you're trying to understand. The scale that you're talking about here, though, is literally the scale of time. Like we're trying to figure out what happened for all of time (laughs) and what will happen for all the rest of time, which inherently means it's the same of like a lot of people just can't hold that idea in their head and go about normal life. And that's completely fine, right? Because you have your problems, your real life problems in front of you that are way more pressing, and you're not thinking about the the scale of this course of discovery, right? Like, you don't need to think about tectonic plates moving all day. You probably don't, as much as it fascinates you.
0: You mean me? I certainly do. If I'm not going to worry about tectonic
1: plates, who will? (laughs) (laughs) But, so there ends up being this piece where the scientific community has to tell a story about what's happening and get it to the people. Right, and so for a long time that was, you know, uh, limited by local like communication infrastructure, and so you would go, "Oh, these doctors have done a study." It's like cool. That's better data than we had before, and so we have this mechanism that's made for criticizing, or or holding up single studies, when in earth science we've hit a point where it's like this time-based aggregation of a giant quantity of data gathered over thousands of years and so you start to have like a big data conversation where you're like well here's here's the interesting thing so climate change
0: in its current form on our earth on earth is a massive global geopolitical issue right that uh, if you pay any attention to the news, you realize requires the whole world to come together, right? The Paris Accord, the Paris Climate Accord, was, I believe, the most signed uh, global accord in human history. It had the most countries' signatures in history on it. It's the biggest agreement humanity has ever come to to do something. Um, and the fact that this is so large... Uh, doesn't necessarily absolve individuals, but it makes us, it makes it really hard for us to know what we're supposed to do. Because, on one hand, science is asking individuals to think about the big picture and realize, hey, when all of us coming together, all 10 billion humans are driving cars around and emitting all of this pollution into the atmosphere and causing these huge problems, and people are like, okay, I get it. I get it. There's this big scale issue that I can't quite conceptualize in my head, but I get it. I understand. There's this big. There's a problem of scale and and stuff happening. But then you go home and you're like, ah, but I need to drive to work, and I don't see anything <laughs> coming out of my car, and God, i forgot got to bring the reusable bag. It's I just know one I have a plastic it bag. Yeah, and and on some level, I gotta say that they're kind of right. What are you supposed to do? You're one plastic bag is not only is it like hard to conceptualize how your plastic bag ultimately... How does me taking a plastic bag out of the grocery store cause heat to increase on the planet? How does that cause the whole planet to get hotter? And then how does that cause the whole ocean to get higher? There's What's the connection there? And then even scientifically, that connection is really, really dense. You have to chase the plastic bag for like years of manufacturing processes to understand what's going on and how that is causing an issue. And so we're in this place where conceptually people are like, ah, there's this, these things going on and I kind of get it, but what, what the hell is it? How does my plastic bag do this? And what am I supposed to
1: do about it? I'm always inclined to go to that history place with it where it's like, we have the scale, Scale of problem that we've had to deal with. This is why the nuclear age was such a big deal. Like, we're freshly compared to the human history into an era where we have the capacity to destroy the planet violently. And it's forced, like, uh, the only way to do that is cooperation. Which is sort of what we seem to be trending toward in a way where the institutions don't want it, and the people just build technology to go around them. We're we most certainly <laughs> trending in that direction.
0: Unquestionably, <laughs> we're we're trending in positive directions in everything.
1: Um, but it, it's it that that global scale is so it like we're wired by from so many years of evolution to chase you know consumption and survival because that's what life forms do right that, like that we is kind have of to take in energy and poop, poop it out the other side or else we don't keep running as as you know humans that is i mean that is like the just the most distilled definition of life it's
0: a it's a consumer and converter of energy right a rock is a different thing it kind of it sits there and it, it still is interacting with energy in the universe But the rock isn't like growing an arm and then using the arm to go kill another rock and eat it and then like create a new rock that then lives on. Right. So the whole point of life, uh, the whole the whole reason we exist or like the catalyst for us existing or like the the feature of the universe that allows us to exist is that living things like us and plants and animals consume energy from the universe and do things with them and perpetuate themselves and so on some level it's that fundamental aspect of the universe that is creating this problem right now it's not fair to necessarily blame humans it's certainly not fair to blame your grandma for wasting a bunch of plastic bags like she has for the last 50 years because it's convenient to get her groceries
1: that way well, and I feel like that leads right into why global warming is a disservice, right? Because the term global warming, if that's if what we're chasing here is what the fuck is climate change? Okay, is it global warming? Well, yes, but it's not what you're going to immediately think of when when the term global warming uh, comes up. Cuz the real concern is human caused change of that environment and in what direction it trends so like you're right just part of being so part of being on the planet is being involved in this system that is presented in terms of how we talk about it in this way that's very like save the planet save the planet isn't even helpful because it's a it's a weird like kind of a misnomer it perpetuates this idea of, like, this closed ecosystem, which is a really tough thing to refute because, yeah, it's right. It's a closed system. We can't get anything out of it except rockets occasionally and, and you know, and then the, whatever. But, like, everything else that comes into the Earth is staying there. If we mine an asteroid and bring it to Earth, it's just part of Earth now. Like, the <laughs> planet just gains some mass. So, like, it, but... It's constantly being bombarded with radiation from this this thermal reaction in the sky <laughs> thermonuclear reaction in there the sky uh, so it's not really a closed system it's 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 consuming energy from this source into a system that to us feels closed. so you have this idea of the climate, this idea of the planet, and it's like, okay how do you have to think about it differently? How do you define climate change differently to take out these two, I think, fundamentally popular misnomers or whatever you want to call it?
0: Here's, here's I think, a fun thought experiment. <clears throat> uh, because you're touching on an important part of what's going on, an important part of defining climate change. Uh, we do. We need to think of the planet as an aquarium, right? It's an aquarium that is has got a top on it. <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> we've thrown a few humans out. They've escaped, right? And they've gone <laughs> They've gone over to like the couch to investigate. They're like, what the hell is that thing over there? And they've walked around on it. Um, but for the most part, we live in a little aquarium, right? It's this little tiny thing floating in the middle of nowhere. We can't really get out. We can't live out there. Uh, and everything we need to live has to be in the aquarium, right? We can't, we need our food here. We need our water here.
1: Spaceship Earth.
0: Uh, but <laughs> there's, there's the weird feature uh, of our planet that we're getting just the right amount of energy from our star to feed us. Literally feed us, right? It, is, it creates the food. Starlight comes in through the magic of photosynthesis, a technological invention. Of life on earth, something that plants invented, that they evolved, that was created and has been evolving over time. There are different types of photosynthesis. This technology was developed to capture sunlight, to capture and use radiation from a star, a fusion reaction in the sky, and use that energy to do chemical processes, to do chemistry. Plants are basically little chemistry labs. It's what all cellular life is. They're little chemistry labs that are using sunlight to make structure, to change around, to build cell walls, to build proteins, to build structure, to grow a tree. So a tree is the manifestation. And we chop
1: that tree down and eat it, and it's the same to make your body it's the same run. thing.
0: Our, our arm, your arm, look down at your hand and your arm right now. Your arm is the manifestation of the capturing of energy from our star that's all it is otherwise you would be a rock you'd be a rock sitting on the ground and not doing much you'd be simple chemistry going on in the atmosphere of very simple elements uh, or of elements and very simple molecules mixing to mixing together instead you're this complex organism with dna if you've ever looked at the structure of dna this complex organic structure that doesn't happen without life that is a product of life uh and that needs an
1: emergent property, they would call it, an
0: AI network, well, sort of speak. It's it's funny. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because if it's an emergent property, then it does happen. It it is just part of the universe, right? We go back to the question of are we different than rocks, but
1: um, and we're kind of we're kind of down the went way too far. Uh, okay, so it, it's not a closed system. Energy comes in, life happens, but it doesn't the energy doesn't leave like the planet's not emanating. It's, it's not like a star in its own right, emanating energy out into the universe. I mean, it is to an extent based on our own geothermal, you know, processes. Um, but then there's also this weird component where, because it's a closed system, we are, we are exacerbating the problem. And I think that's the conversation at at the center of climate change. Like, never mind how it's happening—warming, cooling, uh, whatever—are people involved in the problem?
0: Oh, man, it, it's so hard to define what it is without getting so deep into all of these processes that are going on, right? Because I I really like the the place we are right now with with uh, the idea. Kind of thinking of Earth as an experiment, right? Because that's where you have the concept of closed and open systems. Um, Earth is a closed system in terms of absolutely everything on it, right? Every every piece of matter, every physical thing that exists on planet Earth. There's, there's no more water coming in from outer space for the most part. I mean, occasionally little asteroids and stuff, little, well, occasionally large asteroids, but even a large asteroid that takes out the dinosaurs is contributing almost no mass to the planet. So essentially, there's nothing coming in or going out of the planet Physically, in terms of matter, there's no more water. There's no more oxygen. Uh, there's there's no more grass. There're no more trees. There're no more animals. Right, that stuff is all here, and it's been here forever. The only difference there is is energy from the sun, and so you need to to think about what's going on with climate change. It's not just a heat thing. It's not just the fact that uh, the Earth is capturing heat, and we can talk about how that's working. But it's the fact that the cycling of matter within the planet, it's the it's the fact that the way carbon dioxide and oxygen and nitrogen and phosphorus, the way they're being used is being changed on such a dramatic level that the Earth just isn't functioning the way it used to. Imagine like imagine that the Earth is like a little system of conveyor belts and over geological time, you've got materials on these little conveyor belts that like move over here and then some trees grow and do stuff. And then those trees die and they, they wash away and they run into the ocean and they sink to the bottom of the ocean. And another little conveyor belt carries them over here. And over time, something happens and matters moved around and the atmosphere recycles stuff and minerals move, move from the ocean to the air, to the land. Uh, We're disrupting those processes. And I listed some chemicals there, nitrogen, phosphorus, carbon dioxide, oxygen, uh, H2O, right? These really common things that we hear about because we use them all the time. We're fertilizing 25% of the planet to grow crops. We're, we're pumping water literally across mountains and through tunnels that we're digging through these massive geologic objects to like convert the way those little... Uh, Uh, those little conveyor belts work and we're totally changing the way material moves around inside of our little aquarium. Uh, And in doing so we're, we're just shifting the way it works. It's not like it's in a good or bad zone. It's just different. now.
1: And it trends. It seems to trend at least as far as market forces have been involved so far toward then trying to make that process more efficient. Um, but it's always been for the gain of an entity that is just trying to use that money to consume more. And now we're starting to have a problem where that efficiency needs to happen because actually maybe this is a real problem for like the whole human organism that we're doing it this way in some context. Uh And that's a very different conversation from, you know, natural gas versus oil—they are all finite things that change the dynamic of the system because they're the use of internal resources for a di- you know for energy. You're you're hitting on the key component here of what's going on. Um, <clears throat> there's it's all chemistry, it's all physics. Like we can understand the pieces. Uh, we'll talk about it in a later part of this series when we do the, you know, the, a deeper dive on some of the topics.
0: Well, you're hitting on but, on what the fundamental issue is here. And I think what, <clears throat> what really we can kind of, <clears throat> how we really define what's going on, maybe not exactly what climate change is, uh, but the issue here is that everything that goes on all day Uh, in reality (laughs) everything that goes on in our living reality that we're here to think about and see requires energy and there are lots of different types of energy in kind of scientifically speaking there are different types of energy that we can use in in the universe to do things there's the type of energy for instance that's in like a ball when you lift it up in the air and let go, it falls. Right, it had energy to like accelerate it towards the earth. Um, there's the type of energy that you have in like a log when you put it on a fire and it catches fire and burns. All that heat is energy being released. It's it's energy from the chemical reactions of the log. And then there's then there's something that I think we kind of mix up with energy because it's it feels like it fits in that space. It kind of is, but we have electricity which is a very, very modern thing and very much at the core of, of the issue here. We have electricity, which is little tiny things moving around that allow other things to happen that make, for instance, FaceTime work for us in this magnificent, magical way. Um, and all of these, it's really important to remember that everything is is using energy. Every process in the universe when something's moving or interacting or changing or chemistry is happening or a log is burning or a car is rolling down the street it's consuming energy and it's converting it to a different type of energy and into other things throughout the universe that's just a property it's like the most fundamental property of the universe one can argue and so if energy is is the the thing that we're chasing we have to realize that the advancement of human society, the changes, advancement is not a great word because it has other contexts, the change over time from humans just kind of existing and living in caves and hunting and gathering and living like animals that we see today to this modern time where we're all driving around in cars and flying in planes and taking subways and living in homes and having computers in our pocket cars are driving (laughs) themselves right cars are driving themselves based on the computer that you keep in your pocket it's it's bizarre but you have to realize that exists because we've been able to harness and use and convert more and more and more and more energy and in that process we're just disrupting things and so we're disrupting the way things used to be and i really want to stay kind of neutral on this episode because we have to to talk about it this is we're not headed we're not headed anywhere the planet hasn't been before. the planet has been through all kinds of cycles and all kinds of problems before us and it will after us. Uh, but we're changing things we're very much affecting one of those changes right now by every single metric you look at. And it's because of that consumption. It's because of that energy usage and increasing over time.
1: Well, but then the problem in understanding. How to think about that stuff, I think, is you bump into it in your real life. Mostly, I feel like, in the context of someone at, like making a plea to you to behave a certain way because it's better for the planet, you know, don't use plastic bags. And that seems so trivial. And then, and then I think creates anger in the people that constantly feel guilt that they don't do the things or just ignore it and feel solidified by that. But it's like, what do you, how do you, you know, uh, there's this part of this that is plays into it differently than I think everyone runs into because fear tactics tend to work for these things. So the ads are usually, we're going to run out of water, be afraid, which is not wrong. But also then they say, and the solution is don't use this tiny plastic bag that when you ball it up, like, you know, fits in your, in, in, in the size of a tennis ball, you're like, nah, that can't be that big a deal. It's a weird, it's a weird juxtaposition of the scale of the thing you need to understand to realize what's going on with the fact that the stuff that you can actually do day to day Is so, 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 so far down the chain that unless you can understand just the idea of mass cooperation (laughs) as a like a network effect multiplier on the value of you doing a thing, you just don't that's what markets have done successfully for people but we don't know what to do with it. If the point is not to consume resources, (laughs) well, that's the, it's not a human, uh, it's not a human instinct to not consume resources. Well, that's the, that's one of the big
0: issues here is that, uh, we have as, as human beings, we've become so good at consuming resources and converting resources from one thing to another. And, uh, making new things and uh, changing the environment around us. Uh, and I'm purposefully trying to choose words that are just demonstrating alteration right over time, not good or bad. Um, we've gotten so proficient at that, that we have an established world now that we can't turn off. We can't tell people to not drive their cars as much as we want to as much as as much as I don't want to have to drive a car ever uh, as much as I don't want to have to hop on a plane. uh, I kind of do. I kind of do. I mean, I could I could go move to the middle of nowhere and try to have a a sustainable house in the middle of the woods somewhere in in the Grand Plains of the United States. But that doesn't solve the problem that maybe relieves that maybe alleviates my own guilt and nervousness about climate change but that doesn't solve the planet for everyone else not everyone can move and be self-sustaining then we're back to agriculture where everyone spends all their time maintaining a home and a farm just to feed four people we, we're not going to do that that's not a solution to this and so we're left wondering well what are we supposed to do and the the problem is that We're this is a bigger issue than you and me. We I joked last night before bed that about this episode that it's all up to us. It's all up to you and me today. We have to figure this out. But we can't. We can't do this ourselves. I could fix absolutely every single thing in my life. Uh in fact, the ultimate solution, I could kill myself and global warming is gonna truck on. I'm gonna stop consuming resources then and it's not gonna make a fucking difference. So the 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 issue here is we have to cooperate. And not only do we have to cooperate, uh, but we need to invent new things. The problem here is a result of technological advancement. It's a result of all the things that we get really excited about all the time. It's because of these technologies. It's because of the industrial revolution. It's because of the way we consume energy, the way we drill oil from Miles under the surface of the ocean, and then under more surface of rock. It's that technology that is causing this problem, and we need new technologies to advance past this. It's it's not something you and I
1: can do. And leaving out the political parts of this, I think we'll do a separate episode. You definitely need
0: to do one where we just rage,
1: <laughs> to rage on the political here regarding things. these conversations. <laughs> but uh, it's. that part aside like realizing that the message matters when you say it that way like it just you the excitement for things like blockchain i think for the right type of people for working on technology it it comes from an interesting place right now because it's 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 become a combination of the humanitarian itch to help the world and the ability to incentivize those systems using market dynamics. Like this last wave of tech was all people that made a whole ton of money on the back of some other technology that was invented. And all that shit doesn't seem to be going away for one, but also these new weird versions of it are popping up and they do weird things like maybe build in incentive structures that could actually get everyone to put a solar panel on their roof. And if enough people do it, there's a t- tipping point where eventually you go, Oh shit, we don't need the old thing and this is more efficient, but we're also just so not wired to think about the idea of consuming less. So, how do you conceptualize the idea of climate change in in that context? Like, what's your definition for climate change? What's the de- What's what's a fittingly blunt definition of climate change to go with the fact that the name of this episode is "What the fuck is it"? <laughs> I've been I've been wondering that in the back of my head as we've rambled about, uh,
0: kind of danced around the question, right? Um, right. The, I mean. We've been addressing it, we just haven't said it directly. I I think based on what we've been talking about here, the the answer is climate change is just of a, a redistribution of earth's resources in a way that it wasn't before right we've moved things different places we're moving we're not like creating carbon dioxide we're not creating more carbon on the planet or more oxygen in the actions we're doing but we're taking them from resources where they were and we're moving them we're we're shifting around we're combining them we're creating a new molecule that acts differently when you put it places and we're taking it from the ground or from a tree or from coal or from oil and we're tossing it up in the sky and so we're just moving stuff around it's not it's not it's not some so complicated thing necessarily but
1: the results of that are absolutely dramatic so you're pulling it all the way back to it's not the I think the problem is like one degree of abstraction which is climate change is not the impact of what we're doing it's what we're doing right so climate change, when you think, oh, is that climate change, like the hurricane that just happened or whatever, and you think, oh, is that climate change? It makes it feel like a thing that's is happening. The way you're reframing it is like, no, we're changing the climate. We're moving shit around. We're burning it and changing it into this chemical format, and now it's in the air, and we're pulling it out of yeah. the earth, and we're doing it on such a massive scale where, like, literally forget what it might cause to happen. You can't fucking deny with a smartphone on your hand listening to a podcast that we're moving stuff around the planet in order to change our climate so it's more comfortable for us yeah and it's it's interesting when you say it that way specifically (laughs) right because then it kind of forces you
0: to take this uh this abstract definition of climate right and think about like your home (laughs) like what's the climate in your house kind of and I don't mean weather wise I mean like is it happy (laughs) is it nice there is it comfortable in your home is it warm so kind of weather right we control the weather in our houses we don't talk about it that way but like I should ask you in the morning how's the weather over there at your house because you control it right fucking rain in your house ever it doesn't rain in there because we invented something to prevent it from
1: raining in your house And I think that's one of the core problems is climate change is not the weather. Climate change is like what we're doing and it it seems from our understanding of how the closed system has functioned in all of recorded history (laughs) that that, uh, storms that big don't happen. And so they go, well, yeah, it might have an impact on weather, global warming of a certain amount. that's part of what happens when you change your climate so much all at once um i guess but the climate change is not the storm changing i mean it's part of it but it's a downstream effect of the real climate change that's in question here which is the fact that we change shit around us to 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 live longer i guess we're we're not we're not really (laughs) addressing the the
0: question exactly because the answer to what climate change is just the the phrase right really much is well the climate is changing and climate is it is weather but it's like weather measured over a period of time weather is like is it raining outside right now or is it 85 degrees and sunny that's the weather climate is what was the weather like every single day for the last hundred years that's climate and so climate change i mean the easy answer is we're we're changing it the temperatures changing and the temperature heat and energy from the sun like we were talking about earlier drives all the weather the sun drives the weather most people aren't aware of this because they're not sailors uh but weather is very very different at night if you go out and sail around in the ocean where you're kind of like isolated in this in this environment that is basically identical in every direction you realize how 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 climatic climatic is that a word Clamato, no, it's, <laughs> climactic. Climactic. Clim- it's not climactic. How climactic. You realize how not climactic? Climactic because that—that's Clim- the wrong word. Clamato. Have you ever had that? That clam-flavored Bud Light or oh, something? Gross.
1: I haven't seen it, but it, no, it's just Clamato. Is just clam and tomato juice. It's for mixing into <laughs> other things. Oh, it's just ew. I've clearly never had it, but I've seen it. Yeah, got a good sound. It's Popular enough to be in all the stores. I don't. I think you use it for Bloody Marys.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> really distracted
1: by climato and my inability to say climactic. Uh, no, you're right, though. If you're on a boat, it, the ocean gets chill as fuck most places if it's dark. Unless, that's, but that's relatively, also why a nighttime storm is particularly bad. Yeah, relatively, right? So if you're in a storm and then the sun goes away, you sort of expect it to calm down because it's not being fed by energy anymore. There's a... <laughs> There's an interesting uh,
0: piece of this that I think the the whole idea of like weather versus climate and the idea that is the earth as a whole on average getting a little bit warmer over time versus is it raining outside right now or the, is the storm right now really bad or is it colder and it can't possibly be warming because I it's a cold spell here, that idea is in everything. Like the same kind of thing happens if you look at stock markets. Like you could look at the Dow Jones for instance in the last last month, it's had some really bad drops and dips, right? Overall though, it just goes up. It just goes up over time. It has a trend that it follows. That's kind of like the climate of the stock exchange whereas the recent things happening the last couple of weeks are the weather. That's what's happening right now. That's just what it's like today because of like these immediate little localized things. Whereas the general climate of the stock market is 7% returns kind of since we started doing this stuff. Um, and that same concept happens in a lot of places in life where you have to look at the bigger trends versus the bigger trends of climate versus the little localized trends of weather. And they contribute, right? If, If we continue to have lots of volatile uh, things happen with the stock market and it keeps crashing or it keeps going up and down and then other things happen that cause the overall trend to shift over time. Uh, But you have to look at things in in the big picture. That's a random aside that doesn't isn't really relevant for anything.
1: Uh No I mean it's It's relevant But the problem is just The term climate is so It's both granular And it's giant so What are
0: we What are
1: we We're headed kind of Towards a rebranding Of climate change I think it just starts From climate change Is not weather But I feel like people Are saying that It's Um, but we need to climate manipulation we need to reframe because we're the the part that's what puts the idea of change what's a better verb than change that takes away the fact that it 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 can be abstracted to like oh change happens I kind of want to I had nothing to do with it I kind of want to separate it from the climate because climate reaction climate is not what
0: we're doing we're not purposefully changing the weather we're not purposefully trying to increase temperature on the planet but we are very purposefully trying to grow more crops uh, more efficiently with less human interaction, right? And that requires us to do to utilize certain technologies that are contributing to it. We are trying to uh, move product around the planet in super efficient ways with self-driving trucks that are consuming fuel and huge ships that travel around the ocean. Massive, massive amounts of ships and boats and planes and trucks and trains. And all these things consume energy and the end goal is not to change the climate that's not what we're trying to do as humans i think we need to kind of rebrand this and tie it to the human activity it's and and it really it really is us we're just moving stuff around and we're just changing things so the change part is very much true uh but the climate i feel like kind of abstracts from what's going on that's the result the climate is changing the 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 historical the trend of what happens on earth the temperatures uh, and how the atmosphere is behaving and how things are existing and living and surviving. That is changing, but that, that's not Yeah, but every
1: every better th- every every more apt name that I can think of while you're the whole time you've been talking just now, I've been I've been brainstorming like what's a better term? And I just I can't it what do you geotemporal <laughs> systems analysis? Geotemporal human
0: systems redistribution. that's good that's it we've got it Uh, okay i'm glad we solved the problem so here's here's Um, where it gets really weird though uh the this problem has kind of always existed um ever since life emerged on earth right life has dramatically changed the planet right that's an important piece of this that uh, I think has only recently become part of sort of the pop science conversation because only recently we really understood this stuff. at that Anthropocene.
1: Point. Um, the Anthropocene. That's what they call the era we live in oh, now. Oh, wow. That's a cool word. The yeah. era, era of human impact in
0: the system. So, <clears throat> if you look at life in general, life dramatically affected the planet, right? There... There didn't used to be as much oxygen and then this shifted and there was different amounts of this in the air and the atmosphere and water and volcanoes and all this stuff shifting around and life has dramatically influenced that, right? The the invention, if you will, the invention of, of little bacteria and little cellular organisms and plants uh, has dramatically altered the chemistry of the planet. And if you look at the history of it, you'll see these huge impacts that it's had and that was climate change. Those things were creating drastic climate change. trees. Created um, oxygen, um, and uh, yeah. And so this isn't new. Uh, it's just that it's new relative to us, uh, and it's also new in a way that it's never been before. And so, if you if you look at the last like billion years of, of very complex life. I'm not talking just cellular organisms. They had really dramatic effects on the planet too, but, um, it was, it was a time when everything was more dramatic. Every little change had a much more dramatic piece. And so we kind of, uh, things kind of stabilized over a few billion years. And in a way, uh, life had kind of reached like a place where things weren't moving quite as much. We weren't affecting the climate as much when a new species of flower evolved. It didn't really have the impact that like the first plant did. Uh, and so all of a sudden humans come along and a little bit, of we'd changed stuff a little bit as early humans, right? We killed off all the big animals. That was a big deal. That didn't do shit for climate change. The climate was not dramatically affected by us killing off big cats in North America, right? a little bit it had some effect there's some theories that point to it having a a reasonable effect but the real issue happened when we started consuming dramatic amounts of energy and when we discovered and started using this like stored up source of sunlight uh, called fossil fuels it's when we discovered coal and oil and natural gas and started burning these things started putting them into chemical reactions that's what fire is fire is just chemistry it's just a chemical reaction it looks cool and we call it something else but it's just a chemistry experiment uh and we started converting those things billions of years of captured sunlight that was sequestered down into the earth we found this like amazing treasure trove of free energy we no longer had to farm and grow trees and then cut the trees down and cut them into logs and put them into our fireplace or put them we we discovered this incredible free source of energy that allowed us to invent things like the steam engine and the internal combustion engine these things that have dramatically increased the pace just at which we can change stuff we were always tilling fields. We were always growing growing crops since the discovering of farming 10, 50,000 years ago. But now we do it with automated robots that are moving soil and distributing phosphorus around to help the help it grow better. And sh- cargo ships that are shipping whole shopping malls full of plastic products around the planet for us to just buy them so our kids have, have more toys this week.
1: <laughs> but the interesting thread to pull there i think gets you back to the the crux of star trek the next generation that you bring up frequently which is figuring out energy is how that that universe that's exists. where i meant
0: to go thank you for bringing it back i just rambled again this is a very preachy episode i think for me that's <laughs>
1: <But> we're running <laughs> that's out of time.
0: really weird here right because we're at the precipice of Another potential revolution. We have been subsisting our society for the last arguably a couple hundred years, but really the consumerism and the the piece that has really dramatically accelerated this has been the last 50 years potentially. And it's been our consumption of energy and it's been our consumption and production of energy in the form of consuming fossil fuels. Uh, which is sort of this artificial store of energy from billions of years of buildup of plant matter that converted sunlight into this energy. But we're on this precipice now where we have other technologies that can produce the energy we need that can allow us to move cars around move boats around to power our homes and our smartphones and to produce things in manufacturing plants and to grow crops. And if we, Come up with the right technological innovations and we implement them correctly, we don't need fossil fuels anymore. Had we gone entirely, entirely converted over nuclear energy, which some countries have done, I think France, for instance, is almost 100% nuclear powered, that has other implications. That has other problems that can happen, uh, but it removes the continuing. Di- redistribution of greenhouse gases which are the problem from the consumption of energy
1: the chemicals it i mean it's all fixes- chemicals but like it fixes it fixes the part where we're having to dig trenches so large they would blow your mind in the earth to get stuff out so we can <laughs> burn it <laughs> right like and so yeah you end up with some radioactive waste and that's a giant problem in itself it's sort of a scarier one to present but it's just easy to visualize that moving stuff around, manipulation kind of image that you have. Like, there's just moving a chunk of resource from one place to another and treating it differently. You can't deny that we're doing that, and it's that's what climate change it's is. Also, but I don't know. I can't come up with a better answer. It's for, a
0: it's a really good distillation, and it's important to remember too. As we do this, there isn't like a solution to us. Having our modern lives. It's not like we're inventing something. It's not like the invention of solar panels means that for me to be in this room right now with multiple computer screens and a desk that moves itself up and down and an electric keyboard and like a shelf from IKEA that was shipped from around the world, we still need to consume energy. We still need to move stuff around the planet. We still need to affect our environment to make these things happen. But we need to dramatically shift how we're doing it with a concentration on uh, how what we do affects the things around us. Because ultimately, this isn't about the planet Earth. Planet Earth is fine. It's a big rock. It doesn't care. Uh, I, I mean, it does <laughs> it does care on some level. I think that it does care. But uh, it a two degree warming is not going to end the planet. It's just going to make it very difficult for us to live. In. And it's going to make the next hundred years. Right. It's going to make the rest of my life... Uh, very tenuous, and I'm very, very concerned about it. Uh, and it's up to science communicators, and it's up to the populace, and it's up to scientists, and it's up to policymakers to have this conversation and to get educated on this because it is the most important thing in the world right now. True. <laughs> okay, to end with that kind of policy because I really, I really believe that. I've been looking at this for years now, intensely, and it's all that matters right now.
1: Well, I just think this is why this is probably why we have avoided it, because for a a run, we had episodes that ended with the same sort of notion of like, and this crazy technology has us all connected. That's part of something, because I don't think life persists if at some point you don't connect and cooperate and and get your shit together, (laughs) get it all in one place. Get all of your all of your
0: streams into one device and conveniently notify you uh, at <laughs> just the right times.
1: Uh, well, I feel like that's a perfect that's a perfect roll into. Hey, uh, you should like and subscribe if you just listen to this <laughs> to put that data feed into your device and into your ears. If
0: you've ever wanted a, an excuse but- to talk about engineering with other people this is a great episode to do it with. Just talk about climate change with some people around you. You don't need to push an agenda. You don't need to answer big questions. Just talk to them about it. Figure out what people are thinking. Figure out what they're doing. Uh, Help people clarify in their heads what this is, like what's going on, Uh, what we can do, what we should know. It's just an important conversation to be having. And and it seems it still feels a little abstract to people. We still have, I mean, you and I even are laughing at like weather changes outside. But we know, we know scientifically that massive, massive change is happening. And the more we talk about this, the, the faster we're going to figure out a solution. And... Ever since I was a little kid, and this was kind of started to be pushed on us as an agenda, right? Reduce, reuse, recycle. I remember as, as a little kid in school collecting aluminum cans to recycle them, right? And that, would, had, a, that had a profound effect. Um, and ever since then, I've always maintained that we will find a solution to this. We will... Technology and science and the ingenuity of the human race will solve this, uh, but... It's really hard to solve. This is going to be very difficult to do. It's
1: you have to put a lot of you've, a lot of connected brains is the best computer we can put together for this problem. We need brains. I I just I feel like we have an episode we haven't ended an episode with a moral in a while. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it like non-political, <laughs> but, but but that felt like yeah. a good one but thanks for hanging out for another one we're gonna keep exploring this in the next few parts of this series although they may take a few iterations to get right so don't expect it to be the next one in the feed um and thanks as always to our backers on patreon who throw us as little as a buck an episode to keep us rambling about this stuff and transmitting it into the into the stream (laughs) (laughs) into the cloud uh, this is the Engineering Podcast. I'm Adam Ryan. Real, everybody. As a producer, I just want to watch the lines go. And then I remember that I have to talk.